0: So I was a complete beginner and this was in 2016. I only did maybe three or four lessons with someone and then I stopped Mm -hmm. for a year. And the the thing is, this is reality. I wanted to explain this as well. It's not all, oh, you just start learning and everything goes smooth and alhamdulillah, like you're fluent, especially if you're living in the West, you're working full time, you have your career, you have all your different goals as well. So... Mm -hmm. I started you're going to have stop starts you're going to have times where you're able to do 3 4 lessons a week then you're going to have times where you can only do maybe less than that
1: yeah, it it would take 6 months just to reach this level like you are uh, on the threshold of being uh fluent in a language and you can talk about normal things 6 months is good it's a good uh, it give you a good start to be able to address yourself
0: so you might have to go through a few teachers to find which one is best for you you know because sometimes mm-hmm. it, it the teacher might be the best like this teacher might be seen as like a professor or something but it depends on your styles and personality you mm-hmm. might not click so there's no harm in having taste the lessons seeing which one you feel comfortable with going with that mm-hmm. one sometimes i feel like You know where people try to be too nice like they've had a lesson with someone and then they don't want to disappoint them so they're like Uh i've got a lesson with you know if they don't get on assalamu alaikum all and welcome to another episode of the optimized muslim podcast interview series today inshallah i'm going to be interviewing muhammad hafiz who's from egypt and he's been my arabic tutor for the last year or so and i wanted to ask him some questions from A beginner perspective so that it helps you on your own journeys I know a lot of us have this um, hope or desire to one day be able to speak and understand Arabic so I think it'll help you with regards to the best way to start on this journey some helpful tips some time-saving tips Um, you can benefit from my experience I went about learning Arabic a particular way for the first couple of years and now with hindsight I've learned a lot of things that I, I think I can share that will help cut down the time that it will take um, for others to learn obviously we all have our own theories and stuff and What's the best way to learn and different teaching methods and different learning techniques as well, but I think it's best to ask someone who's a proper tutor who spends hours per day teaching people um, as to what the best methods are, what he sees and also he spends a lot of time teaching people from the West, people who aren't studying full time, people like ourselves, we might be working Arabic. We try to fit it in wherever we can. So that's a unique perspective. You're going to get different answers to asking someone who's accustomed to teaching in a full-time institution. So that's the reason why I wanted to interview uh, Mohammed Hafez today. Um, he's also a very nice person. I enjoy studying with him. Um, he's like a friend. We just discuss life, different topics, and I found it very beneficial studying with him. So that's why I wanted to interview him. So this video forms part of a series I wanted to do on learning arabic because i know it's one of the key topics that a lot of muslims in the west who are practicing and want to kind of level up uh, increase their connection with the deen and the quran they want to start this journey but sometimes the left uh, struggling to fit it in or it's just um, they don't actually take the action so i wanted to make a series of videos that show how easy it is to kind of eliminate any excuses so that it kind of inspires and propels you to take that first step so inshallah without further ado, enjoy this interview with muhammad Hafez. and if you do benefit like share and subscribe jazakallah khairan and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh you know when i'm interviewing someone that i know or i've spoken to a bit before it's mm-hmm. it feels a bit different I, I sometimes start laughing you know at the start Understand? because yeah, we're used to just talking normally but um mm-hmm. Anyway, there's more of just like a discussion. So, um, (laughs) Asalaamu Alaikum, brother Muhammad Hafez. how are
1: you? I'm all good. And how are you?
0: Alhamdulillah. So like I was saying, I've already introduced the topic. I've already introduced the podcast. I wanted to, um, just give people who are looking to start learning Arabic. They, a lot of Muslims, especially in the West, uh, practicing Muslims, they have this desire, they have this hope Mm -hmm. that one day we want to study Arabic or not study, they don't have the hope of studying. They have the hope of just knowing Arabic, you know, being able to speak, Mm -hmm. being able to listen. So I would say a high percentage of Muslims have this, but not many of them do it. Not many of them take that practical steps. So I wanted to have this interview with you, someone who's experienced as a teacher to um, ask these questions that a lot of people have. And it applies to people who are looking to start Arabic and also applies to those who are already studying because maybe uh, we can give them some tips to save time. um, So that they're not spending a lot of time using techniques that don't work. So that's the kind of topic inshallah and more just a, a discussion so i wanted to start by asking you how how long have you been teaching uh, arabic
1: i've started teaching arabic since 2016 so now it's quite five years
0: no and you teach a lot of another positive of having you as a guest is um It's different if you ask a teacher who works in a full time institution, Mm -hmm. their advice and their tips and their approach to teaching is going to be different to someone who is used to or has experience in teaching people who, like me, they can't study full time because they Mm -hmm. might have jobs and, you know, people in the West, you have to find time. So their tips are going to be different. Because, you know, if you ask someone maybe who's a full time institution or university teacher, they might focus a lot more on grammar and they have a different approach to teaching. Whereas with you, because you're teaching people um like living in the West who aren't in a position to study full time, you have that unique uh, insight into the best way of from your experience of how to study um, Arabic. So just to start off with, I wanted to ask you, say if um, there's someone who comes to you as a beginner, um, Mm -hmm. let's say they can read Arabic, Mm -hmm. because a lot of Muslims in the UK, they go through the Masjid system, they can read Arabic, and they can read it quite well, a lot of them. Um, But Mm -hmm. obviously, they can't understand anything. So let's say they have the alphabet but other than that a completely fresh slate they want to ask you your best way of learning they don't have any um they don't have any preference they just say 100 percent control i want you to um, teach me the best way to learn arabic uh, what would you say
1: it's quite typical <laughs> I, I have got these requests a lot yeah. um, and it's actually a great advantage as if you learn how to read and write, you can learn by yourself. You can do a lot of things alone to study, to acquire more words, to maybe get to know uh, grammatical structures. So being the, uh, that being said, once I deal with some students who have no idea about Arabic, you need to spend a fair amount of time. Just to get to know familiarize them with the uh, vocabulary. Many mm. people, especially with the same criteria you have described, already know how to read. Sometimes you read with recitation, which is quite not what we want because you want to speak Arabic, no. not really recite
0: with Tajweed.
1: With Tajweed and everything. That is like a bit of extra. You don't need to run the smile when you speak and read uh, normal Arabic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will start to tell them, you need to speak. What Mm -hmm. they lack is practice. Yes. And they are complete beginners, but you can easily jump from complete beginner to an elementary level with quite a few amount of words and a few grammatical rules. That's what you, you need to start with. Basically, you start to get to know first the grammatical structure of how to form a sentence. That's very important. Without it, you just say words and wouldn't give the a complete meaning you want to convey. Uh, then you start to know basic words and have, practice them. One of major problems learning Arabic compared to other languages is the lack of resources. You cannot find as many as uh, resources in German, in French, in Arabic. It's quite uh, what you look for is quite narrow.
0: Mm. Okay. So uh, just to make the question a bit easier, first of all, I want to say it's uh it feels different hearing you speak in english because normally obviously with i'm trying to speak i can't say i'm speaking arabic but normally i'm trying to speak arabic so it's uh but mashallah you have good english as well i I didn't uh, realize that much before (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) anyway um so let's say this person they have one hour per week to start off with Mm Um, mm-hmm. but that's good advice. So basically you're saying the focus should be on, uh, the basics of learning how to construct and form a sentence. Once you've mm-hmm. got that, and then slowly building up your vocabulary, um, because. I had an interview with one of my friends, uh, on this podcast last year. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it to him. I mentioned it to you once before as well, where he studied in an Institute in the UK. So, but, but that's a bit of a, more of a, I think that applies to less people because less people are going to be willing to do that. He, I think he was a bit of a unique case because he studied in an Institute where they studied maybe three hours a week, mm-hmm. but they were paired with people, you know, practice to practice with. And mashallah he managed to become fluent very quick within a year he could speak and my the thing with that whole podcast was I was recommending that if you do do that if you fully immerse Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. you can do it fast but I don't think many people say even the people that want to learn Arabic they might be willing to start learning online but even less are going to be willing to find the institute join it because it depends where you live if you've got physical proximity to the place and and whatnot um so, here's my follow up question to that is I think a time saving thing, how familiar here when I started, I started with Al mm-hmm. Arabiya because I found some playlists on YouTube, which mm-hmm. I might link in the description because it can be of benefit to people. So, I was a complete beginner, and this was in 2016 i only did maybe three or four lessons with someone and then i stopped for a year and the the thing is this is reality i wanted to explain this as well it's not all oh you just start learning and everything goes smooth and alhamdulillah like you're fluent especially if you're living in the west you're working full time you have your career you have all your different goals as well so Mm I started you're going to have stop starts, you're going to have times where you're able to do three, four lessons a week, then you're going to have times where you can only do maybe less than that. So I start and then I started consistently with the Al Arabiya Bayna Yadaik using the YouTube playlist. The benefit of that is I could do it whenever I had time. You Mm -hmm. don't get the accountability of a tutor, but it's reliable meaning I can access it whenever I wanted, but. I spent a year doing book one, Mm -hmm. so it gave me some fundamentals, some vocab, but, and then I spent another year trying to do book two, but it was more Mm -hmm. difficult and more on off. So then when something's difficult, you feel more discouraged and you stop focusing it on it as much. But the whole thing is, once I started doing more lessons with you, um, focused on speaking, what I realized is, I should have done this before. So maybe I can't say I wasted um, two years. But like, this is the purpose of the podcast, if I was advising someone in my position, and um, the negative was I wasn't with anyone studying, you know, if I had a group of people I was studying with, you could share ideas, they could say, don't do this, do that. If you're studying on your own, you're just going by your own experience. So my advice would be And if you agree with this as well, just focus on the speaking, like get your basics, but even that do it using someone that you're speaking with, because that's the whole, that's the main step. Once you get comfortable in, you get through that struggle of trying to speak. It's a lot Mm. better than focusing on trying to learn the, because in Al-Arabiya, they have quite a lot of grammar in there. I don't think you really need it depending on your purpose. Would you agree with that?
1: I completely agree with that. Uh, you can also add, you can have tons of books. You cannot learn a language by reading and studying from a book. That's a complete different uh, studying and learning techniques. You have to hear a lot, you have to speak a lot. Yeah, of course, you have to read and write, but let's have some priorities. <laughs> you speak is much more important, especially at the beginning, than your ability to read. And if you want to read something to help you to eliminate your mind, it wouldn't be that easy language. Uh, I would say it's not a bad idea to start by uh, with books and try to have some self-learning experience. And mm. especially if you don't have time and some people maybe don't have enough resources to mm. hire a teacher. You, that's so a good it's point. not, it's not a complete bad idea and this no knowledge that can be in vain or vain. No, sure. So yeah, it, it, it is a good thing to do, but it needs from my experience to be accompanied with someone to just guide you. There are a lot of things you find in books that you wouldn't need much in real life. Mm. And let's Arabic has kind of a specialty. It's kind of unique. It's a language that has been here for over thousands of years. Grammatical structure hasn't changed much, but the language itself has changed. Vocabulary has changed a lot. And I have one book. It's a collection of short stories. And from the first sight, it's a very good resource. You listen to a story, you read it, but this look has a very old Arabic style. Vocabulary are uh, because the there is obsolete. And uh, I just felt very bad about the person who would use it. I would start to study a lot of words he would never see in his life. Mm. Uh, so yes, you have to be smart mm. with the language. Once you tackle a language, it's like most of people start language like a whim. They want to know, wow, what is this? What is Arabic? What do he do there? Or stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. not a bad idea. You start to gather information needed for the future. Once mm. you find your true motive, yes, which would drive you to exert a lot of effort
0: yes. and
1: do this not easy feat, learning a language is never easy. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time, but it's worth it at the end, once mm. you you are able to speak with ease you can express yourself you discover a new different world Mm. and you have more possibilities career possibilities you have you can educate yourself in a different way you can communicate Mm. with people you are not used to talk with and many more possibilities
0: yeah and also i feel like um alhamdulillah like language is a uh, I i once heard that the language gives you a new lens through which mm-hmm. to view a culture and i feel like maybe when you're learning a new language that's difficult to understand especially if you're at the beginner like elementary level like you said but mm-hmm. the example i can give is say our native language like urdu or punjabi there's a complete difference. And recently I came across some videos on YouTube where there's some guy and he's learned Chinese or Japanese.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, he basically goes to Chinatown mm-hmm. and he starts speaking in fluent, uh, Mandarin, I think with the shopkeepers. And basically the whole interesting point behind the video, the reason why people watch it is the reactions. Because the moment he starts speaking Chinese, and he's like a normal uh, white American, the the Chinese, they kind of light up like you see their face and they're like, oh. and mm-hmm. I feel like that's the effect of language. But you know, people say, oh, well, this is a global culture. Now everyone speaks. but well, it's not because look, people have been saying that for 50 years. Mm-hmm. You still feel it because say if you're I'm born here, but I can speak fluently the mother language whenever you speak to someone who's born from Pakistan, let's say, or the the subcontinent area, if you can speak fluently, they understand that you have the same lens through which you're viewing the culture. It's not something you can get through just being able to speak in English. Do you understand? And yeah, that, completely. Like, yes, and that, that's the point. Like it's a you have a completely different connection with that person so linking it back to like optimize muslim project is like if one of your things is you want to do dawah and you want to kind of invite people to deen not just in uh like i say dawah 1.0 which is like telling people directly this is what we believe but lifestyle dawah like um Mm -hmm. just so that people observe how you are your different qualities and your different, your lifestyle, and they become attracted to that. Part of that is developing a connection with people. So if you are able to understand the language and communicate in that way, it gives you a massive advantage, isn't it? And Nam.
1: Yes, and if you do that way, specifically for that, need to touch people, need to uh, change a lot of their mindset, uh and opinions and i've read before when you talk to someone in his native language you are talking directly to his heart no. the impacts you would leave uh, after talking to someone in his own language would be completely significant and huge compared to what you would do in another language even if he can understand it once he's speaking another uh, in his own language, you build some trust. He can trust you. He can he, he can think. Um, you see things from his uh, perspective. perspective. No. You are in his shoes.
0: No, uh, it's true.
1: It's completely true. And yeah. also,
0: it's um basically humans, as much as people say, oh, you know, we like difference and we like diversity. Human nature, just based on history, is people um, come together where there's similarity, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. the way humans have survived. You had to find something similar between you, whether that's language, Mm -hmm. culture, whatever else, to make a tribe so that you can work together, achieve things, Mm -hmm. create societies. Right. So that element is always there. And I think especially the case with what you said is, for example, you know like these sayings like you have Arabic sayings as well obviously Mm -hmm. I'm not at the level where I can understand them or but it gives you an insight into the culture it's like if you're speaking to someone and then they have a particular saying that kind of encompasses that idea and then they Mm -hmm. say that saying and it's like encapsulates what you're trying to say in many words they can say it in maybe a few words you know and that's one of the qualities of like The Prophet, and how obviously uh, the companions they used to be good with language, and at that time, poetry, and it used to have an effect on people. But anyway, I think I slightly went off topic a little bit, but it's still within the realm of language and the benefits. Hopefully, this is like we're discussing the benefits of learning a language as well. Other than um, the main one which people want is like being able to. I think a lot of people say like, oh, imagine when you're um, standing in uh, taraweeh salah and you can mm-hmm. you hear the Quran and you can automatically you understand what they're saying. That that's uh, one of the main reasons. But going back to the question is, so we dec- we said that obviously the best way of doing it is to try and focus on speaking, focus less on grammar at the start, build your vocabulary, and as much as you can afford it. Try and learn with somebody. And I also wanted to say it is quite relatively, it's quite cheap to do, right? Because look, Mm -hmm. you might be paying five, six, seven pound an hour, but compared to everything else that we pay money for here in the UK, you have to look at your return on investment. So one problem that we have is people they're willing to invest in 10,000 pound degrees, right? whatever society has pushed them towards they're willing to accept it you know this expense netflix Mm or you know like people are easy they might order a takeaway 20 30 pound just without thinking and then you Mm -hmm. think with that same amount of money they could have had five lessons so Mm -hmm. i know some people are going to say oh i can't afford um lessons which in that case alhamdulillah you have you have other resources you can maybe follow the youtube playlist Mm -hmm. but you can still at least afford one a week six pound a week using italki which i'll also direct what i'm thinking of doing is um make a separate video where i'm just going to say okay so you want to learn arabic this is how and then i'm just gonna log on italki click Mm -hmm. and show people how easy it is you you know because Mm -hmm. then then there's no excuse what i find is part of the reason for this project is get rid of excuses. People Mm -hmm. love to make excuses. They might feel a bit uncomfortable, but Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to show is people generally, the way humans work, and this is myself as well. This isn't like, oh, we're we're like, we don't suffer from this. We all do it in the areas that Mm -hmm. we try. The first thing you think is, oh, this person learned it because he's like this. He's really smart. He's Mm -hmm. IQ 150 or he doesn't work or he has they make you have some reason instead of that Mm -hmm. you say look we work full time alhamdulillah we have other goals we we do everything else um and we're still able to learn arabic or try to learn it right because you're getting rewarded on every step as well Mm -hmm. you know the as you make effort so you just have to make that initial step and the main reason i wanted to focus on that is in this last year alhamdulillah the out of the previous two three years the improvement i've had just with focusing on the speaking and studying with yourself is alhamdulillah like probably um 100 more than 100 percent. and the vocabulary is not improved that much Mm -hmm. um maybe my way of learning has a little bit but that's just because the emphasis on the speaking and you have to uh, go through that discomfort, you know, when you're struggling to speak Like I still get it when you, Mm -hmm. you have to keep remembering words and it's like, you can't even, you just want to quickly say it in English, you know, but anyway, let's get back to the questions is say if someone has um, part-time maybe two three hours a week how long if they dedicate themselves right from straight beginner Mm -hmm. how long do you think it can take them before let's say average intelligence so no like superhuman let's say how long do you think it will take them to become conversational
1: it depends uh, whether his own language is is close to arabic or not Ah, because it's a great advantage no uh if i'm talking to of um, working with a complete uh, like English person, a normal English person with no other language besides English. Uh, it could be way more difficult compared to someone who speaks Turkish or Urdu or Farsi or whatever. It's quite easy. You can you can see the resemblance and it helps. It, it's like a nice motivation uh while you are like learning this language you come ah i know this word it's no. the same it has a, a very positive impact in students you see their eyes just glow when they see it <laughs> mm-hmm. and
0: and also it helps you remember as well obviously mm-hmm, the word of course mm. yes
1: uh, i would say with 2 3 hours if you work smartly if you person itself study in a smart way studies in a smart way because people are different some people learn better by listening to things or reading to thing, uh, things uh, or just imitate. There are the best kind of students who can just imitate. Uh, it's a very good quality. Just hear something. What do you, mean? Uh, uh, what do you imi- mean imitate? Like, um, imitate this teacher, for example. Okay. I say something in some way. And some students, they are brilliant at that. That's quite impressive. I don't have this quality myself, but some people have. They would just. Focus on how you say it, and they just repeat it. Just by repeating a lot of things, they sound very uh, eloquent somehow. Even if their level is not uh, as uh, good as they are in reality, but how they address themselves gives them this kind of look. It's, they look, they yes, speak very yes, well. Yes. Sometimes it's even misleading because mm. some people see Ah, oh, you are speaking very, very well. Then you, you go deeper in the conversation can see ah it's not as as it looks you know
0: because you just learn a few phrases isn't it like Uh a few easy yeah i i I get what you're saying yes okay so let's say the person has a similar because that it's a good point you mentioned if someone's not familiar with the arabic at all as in Mm -hmm. with the alphabet like Mm -hmm. alif but uh then it's a completely different paradigm, completely different dimension. Mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, from a similar background, then Pakistani or mm-hmm. they have that connection, um, then what would you say?
1: With two or three uh, lessons a week, mm-hmm. they will finish in uh, like the beginner stage within two or three months because it's an easy one. Mm and probably two other two three months to have a good grasp in elementary level Mm. and pre-intermediate level when you can actually talk about a few things or more than a few things Mm. and you can in normal daily conversations ordering food uh, uh, buying stuff and stuff like that you can can do it quite well Mm. it, it would take six months just to reach this level, like you are uh, on the threshold of being uh, fluent in a language. And you can talk about normal things. Six months is good. It's a good, uh, it give you a good start to be able to address yourself. Mm. Later on, it would be, it would take more time because that is once you reach intermediate, the the pace you had to learn a language is completely different. There are mm. different conditions now. No, no. It's not but as then... direct, as clear as uh, beginning and uh, beginner, beginning and pre-intermediate stage.
0: Mm. But then the thing with that is, um, it's like that's where the never-ending journey starts because even if you Mm -hmm. see people who have studied for 20 years, they're still learning new things. It depends what level you're at, but at least you'll get to a speaking level. Um, because Mm -hmm. you know how they say in playing sports, it's easy to get from beginner to intermediate, Mm -hmm. but then the mastery (laughs) from intermediate Mm -hmm. to like mastery is like 20 years, you know, like 10, 20 years from beginner to playing level, like let's say if you're playing badminton or something to picking Mm -hmm. up the racket, to being able to hold a rally is maybe a few weeks or less than that. But to play at professional level is like 20, 10 years, right? 10 years Mm -hmm. of practice. So, okay. There's that. So this is the positive for people listening that six months of three lessons a week, come on. It's not really that much, right? It's easier said than done. Because I, I don't even it's
1: think I've done... yeah, I don't. It's intense. Yeah, this is intense as well. Yeah. I'm giving you a, a lot of time to just relax, do other things. You have you have your own life. You can do a lot of things. Yes. Just like maybe have an hour of practice and reviewing what you have studied every yes. day. so That of course, people have different paces but a normal person can reach a very good level in six months. Mm. That enables them, because once you get to a certain levels, there is no way back you know you yeah. have done a lot you cannot just erase that or get rid of yeah. what you have done and stop you don't stop by the momentum of your start
0: yes because that's what i've realized that now um even if i don't do the lessons like i was like recently i've not been as active maybe one lesson a week or something right the the work that you've done it doesn't go to waste meaning I have to revise the words but now I just need to learn more words and it comes Mm -hmm. with time but I don't feel like I'm at the level where you know when you're starting off and you're you're a complete beginner where if you stop for a few weeks it's like feels almost like you're starting again so now I feel like I'm out of that zone of like you know in the wilderness where it's like Mm -hmm. nothing's making sense and you just everything's difficult you're at a level where You can see you just hearing new words and things like that so okay so and then what qualities would you say is um you know when you get a new student and Mm -hmm. someone wants to study with you what Mm -hmm. qualities do you look for in that student that makes you think you know what this person has the this person is going to kind of Um, be successful in their journey?
1: Honestly, because I deal mostly with adults, it's quite easy. Mm. They deliberately come to me to learn Arabic. They already have the motivation. Yes. Mm. Um, I think patience is very important when dealing with a language. You need to be patient. Uh, You have some target in your mind, but it cannot happen right away. It would take more Mm. time no. to achieve this kind of level. And you will achieve it, just a matter of time.
0: Mm.
1: The second thing is, you have to be smart dealing with the language. Uh, you have to know, uh, you, don't, like, you don't get disappointed once, yeah, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, I watched a movie and I could just pick two, three words. That's okay, That's, it's completely fine. You know a lot, one-to-one conversation is not uh, as watching something because watching something has a lot of distractions. You have to be smart. You have to be, to give yourself some slack to never criticize yourself and compare yourself with others. This is horrible. When you compare yourself with others, you don't know their circumstances Hmm. and it's unfair. And Yeah, mostly patience. You are eager to learn the language discipline, discipline, mm. you have kind of, uh, a short-term target. Mm. I'm a language learner myself. Mm. And I spent a year learning German with no target, with no aim at all. And it was not a success as I wanted. Mm. Once I, I put a target, I put the time frame, and I mm. want to reach this level. Within this time frame, my productivity just skyrocketed. And the same with Arabic. Once you put a target, naturally you want to achieve it and attain it. Uh, motivates you, isn't it? Yeah, it motivates you. you and you see
0: on the lights light <laughs> from the tunnel. You know. And is that <laughs> like, uh, you know, sometimes I try to speak, it's, a, it's like that dopamine, you know, you a goal. <laughs> it kind of focuses Mm -hmm. you on you feel good about achieving it and you want to do more Mm -hmm. and one other thing I would add to that is um, also you might have to go through a few teachers to find which one is best for you you know because sometimes Mm -hmm. the teacher might be the best like this teacher might be seen as like professor or something but it depends on your styles and personality you Mm -hmm. might not click so there's no harm in having taste the lessons seeing which one you feel comfortable with going with that Mm -hmm. one sometimes i feel like you know where people try to be too nice like they've had a lesson with someone and then they don't (laughs) want to disappoint them so they're like Uh oh i've got a lesson with you know if they don't get on and then the the balance is to make it enjoyable like i know when we have our lessons maybe the lessons because if you're of this mindset like always trying to improve you do think these things and i feel like maybe the lessons could be maybe more effective if each week we had a topic or each week we were like oh talking mm-hmm. but then that takes away from the 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 compromises the enjoyment of the lesson because i know we I, I, mm-hmm. can just talk and we talk about a daily life And I know because life's always changing, the topics come up naturally anyway, you know? So then it's like, Mm -hmm. you still get through the topics, but you're doing it in an enjoyable way, like a natural way. Mm -hmm. So you have to find, and then that way I don't feel when I was starting off. Yes. Because you still, you're struggling to speak anything. It was difficult, you have to have that energy, but after a while, I feel mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like just a conversation with a friend, you know, and there's less resistance mm-hmm. you you don't need as much motivation, you can even do it maybe when you're tired or you know, so that's something as well mm-hmm. and uh, yes yeah, go ahead.
1: I want just to add it's completely fine to try mini teachers and it doesn't offend the teacher that you have a lesson with another teacher yes. it's completely normal and you can learn from two or three teachers at the same time mm. because there is no one who would just give you 100 percent of what you need any mm. any teacher has his drawbacks, has his advantages um it's it's quite normal and I, myself with my experience when i whenever i pick a teacher uh, i have um, i have really high criteria in my teacher and that's why i tried many many teachers what's I, your I criteria tried many teachers. i don't like the teacher who talks a lot about grammatical rule so that spends 30 minutes just explaining to me because once i understand this uh, grammatical rule and this uh, kind of uh things i need to do i can learn more about it myself so I, i'm the this i want to speak and practice the language mm. 80 to 70 70 to 80 percent of the whole time mm. uh, just but give I me think, like uh, i think study you, about this learn about this no
0: <laughs> i think you have a unique insight because mashallah because you teach yourself you see it from both sides you see You can see it from the teaching lens, but also from the student lens. So I think, mashallah, that gives you a a unique kind of insight. Whereas, say, if it's just a student, they're unsure. Sometimes you have to put the trust in the teacher as well. You know, if the teacher is telling you about Mm -hmm. grammar, a lot of people, you know, the old school ways, like grammar, grammar, grammar. It's just like some people have like a, I don't know if they have like a, call it in English, like a pet peeve, meaning like something that annoys them you know if someone doesn't get the grammar right so they'll focus all the way on grammar they might not ever mm-hmm. get to speaking because that's just the way they've been brought up that's just their way of doing it and then for the student to say no i i want to focus on speaking they might feel lack of confidence because then the teacher's like look i've been studying i've been teaching for 20 years you're telling me how to teach mm-hmm. but then <laughs> here's another benefit um ustad we'll i wanted to get to this is Another benefit of iTalki and online is the teachers naturally the good teachers the ones that interact well with students come to the top because mm-hmm. iTalki which is a website that you can use to find teachers to help you study languages that I can make a video on or I can link in the description is um, review based to an extent mm-hmm. so it's like those teachers who have been proven to be most effective will rise to the top and they'll have good reviews mm-hmm. so it's a what's the word it's like a self-perpetuating uh, mm-hmm. feedback system so that's the positive of it whereas before i remember a few, few years ago it was like you get a message on whatsapp or oh, try this mm-hmm. teacher and then you try the teacher and it's like you book a lesson and there's no accountability there's no nothing whereas with italki mm-hmm. the times are there availability is there the payments easily to do as well i remember mm-hmm. the first teacher that i studied with they had to get payment through western union and uh, mm-hmm. it feels like 1980s oh. or something where you had to go there i had to find a branch that i've never been to western union and send them the money with these details so everything's seamless isn't it mm-hmm. and um and secure as well Nam and just to um I think we'll finish off. um, Mm -hmm. Just to kind of conclude, I might ask you a few more questions. Is um, That's the benefit of the modern age. You know, we always talk about the harms of the modern age. And this has gone on for Mm -hmm. millennia. I think um, I was once hearing something Mm -hmm. that there's one of the oldest written statements or something that they found carved on a rock or something and it said something about how the youth is it said something about how now the youth are not how their parents were so we're talking thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. people had this thing where like they were always saying the youth is like this and now you still find that now people be like Mm -hmm. oh, now the youth is like this in our time you know this is constant this has always Mm -hmm. gone on so we always talk about the negatives of modern era and there are negatives but when you get the opportunity To see some positives, let's focus on that. The positives of the internet era is this: ten years ago, I wouldn't be able to study with someone from Egypt like this. Okay, ten years ago, maybe yes, but what I mean is, it's a lot less. It's a lot less common. Twenty years ago, let's Mm -hmm. say, the only way of learning would have been to find a teacher who I can study with physically, or go to Egypt and you know live there. Mm -hmm. So. Now it's at our fingertips, but then the lesson is Optimized Muslim Podcast is like bridging the gap between the knowledge and doing it. Because look, Mm -hmm. we've learned now that access to information is nothing. Access to information doesn't really change application because Mm -hmm. if you view it from the access to information stage, life hasn't really changed that much if you think about it. Because look, 50 years ago, arguably you had a lot of access because someone could just go to the library like a Mm -hmm. big library they can maybe find out anything a lot of the things that you can find from the internet they could maybe find from a book it'll just take them longer so you can still Mm -hmm. say oh you've got everything at your fingertips it's just more time Mm -hmm. now the difference is the time's been cut from maybe 10 minutes looking through books in encyclopedia to a few seconds but it doesn't change the application so that's where we need to focus on so my um i'll I'll give some i'll leave the closing um like remarks to you but what i want to finish with um just in the spirit of the project is if you're in that position and i was as well so and everyone has their own blessings everyone has their own struggles so this isn't about i don't want you to look at someone who's learning it or someone who can speak arabic or and feel compare yourself negatively right because look one you can always get there like we said six months is not that much time right the only way you should feel negative is if you're comparing something that can't change growth mindset optimized muslim is there's no negativity there's no judgment if it's something that you can change and the deen is all about changing anyway so there's nothing to feel less Mm -hmm. than or you know negative about because you can take the action the closing is you just need to take the action you just need to take the first step and go through it build a habit I've got other videos on building habits the same formula applies really and then um, to make it easy for you obviously I've uh, invited my teacher I'm going to um, link his details and then you can find him do you have like an italki link like that goes straight to your program? yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. okay so I'll i guess that, also
1: i'll put that in the affiliating link so it's an advantage
0: okay i'll put that in the description not that uh, this isn't like a, i don't think you're going to get thousands of people trying to book you but <laughs> you know if people want to book you they can do that and then or if someone wants another teacher they can look for them as well what I'm trying to say is it's very easy, you know, what I'm trying to say is the whole point of this is it's not one of them Neverland ideas. Oh, I want to learn Arabic. Let's just a dream about it because that's what I used to do when I was at university. Mm-hmm. Now I think about how much time I had at university all the time. Whenever the topic came up, oh, I want to learn Arabic. I'm going, But then and then that changed. It went from I want to learn Arabic to I'm going to learn Arabic. And then people were like, "Well, why don't you do it?" We all go through that phase. Next step is Mm -hmm. for you to just take action. So that's what I wanted to close with, and then I wanted to just give it over to you for your final comments and advice and whatever comes to your mind. Inshallah.
1: I want to say there is never a perfect time for something to do. That's in life. That applies in life in general. I remember student I say, "I'm going to study at nine sharp," as if it's like. 855 is a bad idea to start mm. the most important thing is you start never it's never perfect to start a uh, timing for starting once you start you are in the process you would learn by any means you can just come across a word in a book you can hear it from someone but the idea of learning a language is accumulation you have to accumulate a lot of things to be able to speak it mm. uh, it's now easy, it's now easy to reach out to a teacher and have lessons. And if you didn't like him or her, you can go to another teacher and find what suits you best. Resources in Arabic, it's uh, as plenty as in other languages, but they exist. Mm. You just need to be smart to choose what fits you. Not any, not every resource, uh, there's nothing. There's no resource that can work with others. Mm. You can find something is boring, don't do it if it's boring mm-hmm. if it uh, takes a lot of time just uh, get rid of it you will learn from a different way from a different perspective uh, and i said uh, the beginning stage of any language is kind of boring because you cannot have much fun uh, in the beginning it's all about learning 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 trying to practice stuff but it's just a phase once you have an adequate level to practice a language You can have fun with it
0: because language is
1: just a tool. Mm -hmm. You tailor what you want to do, you know. Uh, You can read your perfect book translated in Arabic if you want that. You can have a fruitful conversation with someone in Arabic. What you do in your own native language, what you have fun uh, in your native language, just apply it to Arabic. Mm. uh, You need to, of course, to suffer from boredom a bit at the beginning. It's quite normal, but it's just a phase. Remember, it's just a phase. Soon, you will be able to not feel you're learning a language as something you force yourself to do. You will just Mm. do what you like in a different language.
0: Mm. uh, Yeah, that's what
1: I want to say. Do it. It's really fun to learn a language. It's quite
0: uh, impressive,
1: because if you speak one language, mm -hmm, yes, exactly. And it's impressive. And after learning a second language, third language becomes easier because you understand yourself, self-understanding, to know your capabilities, what you are good at, what you are not that good at, Uh, self-awareness is is a key for anything, especially a language.
0: And you know, the process that works for you, you, you get to see language learning mm-hmm. as a process. So, you know, say if I was to want to learn Turkish, for example, I wouldn't spend two years trying to learn from a textbook on my own, which sounds very mm-hmm. silly now that I say it like that, but I would go straight to learning the basics, get a tutor, because look, mm-hmm. anything in life, um, the path is generally the same it's like mm-hmm. get a teacher get feedback instant mm-hmm. feedback is probably the best because it helps you mm-hmm. correct make mistakes consistency learn it's like a, the same process that can be broken down for anything but um jazakallah khair for your time and um mm-hmm. i You're just welcome. wanted to say thank you for coming on to the podcast and i know you you this is a bit different for you So I appreciate you coming on and Mashallah, um, you explained everything really good. And uh, also, like I said, uh, I'll put your details on. Um, People can see what you're like, but Alhamdulillah, it's very good to study with you, someone like you, someone who's young and you can speak to like as a friend as a counsellor, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd uh, just discuss different things in life and you learn the language, but you also enjoy time as well. So, Jazakallah Khairan and um, I'm sure a lot of people benefited from that. And uh, as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum As-salam. Asalaamu Alaikum, you're listening to the Optimized Muslim podcast, self-development for the Muslim, using practical tools, tips and ideas, distilled from the best of modern science and self-help, filtered through the lens of a Muslim, helping you improve in faith, happiness, wellness, productivity, psychology and much more. The aim is to help uplift a generation of Muslims. Become a supporter by visiting optimizedmuslim.com or patreon.com optimizedmuslimproject